back to the Creating Wealth and Wellness podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tara Misseldine, and I'm here with my dear friend, Amanda Kingsley. We are going to take you on a journey today where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel our futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. Hello, Amanda. Good morning. Good morning. I know, if you're listening to this at night, good evening. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just a beautiful day here on recording day. That I'm It really here. is. It's spectacular outside. Okay, so we, we're going to talk about something super near and dear to my heart and that I'm really excited about today. But before we get going on talking about gardening, <laughs> um, what do you have to be grateful for today? Hmm. I'm going to be grateful for the helpers, right? Like the people who just step in and like do this unexpected thing for you that feels amazing and for being those people too, right? Like, and it can be anything like picking up a toy that a baby drops or opening a door for somebody or holding a receipt for a mom who's signing with one hand, like whatever it is. Um, I'm grateful for the helpers. That's awesome. I love that one. All right, and um, so today I'm grateful for all of the lovely warm rain that we've been having because mm. as we start to talk about how into gardening I am, <laughs> it's so nice not to have to haul a hose or anything to like water all my new baby plants and all of my projects. So I'm grateful for rain. Some people may not like it. I do. <laughs> okay, so we're, we are going to have a chat today about gardening and um it's one of those super fun episodes where we already know going into it that amanda and i are on very different like existential planes regarding this topic <laughs> um and i think that's part of the interesting piece of the conversation is that it's something that i get so much satisfaction out of i can't wait to do it it's like i would rather do this than many other things and I get the impression Amanda's not so into it. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's an understatement. <laughs> so tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about where you're at with gardening or like, let's just give a quick um, update as far as where we're at. Yeah. Okay. So where I'm at is that I love gardens, other people's gardens. <laughs> <laughs> or... I will someday love my own gardens when I pay someone to caretake them. <laughs> um, but the really th interesting thing about gardening that came up actually in my last blog post, and it's just that time of year. It's gardening time of year. So it's, um, it's super present for me. I actually came home from a flower sale on the town common, like crying because of gardening. Oh. Literally, this is how it, how emotional gardening is to me. But it just brought, um, what happened is that it brought up this should story for me that I should like gardening, that I'm supposed to like the earth and getting dirty and like being one with mother nature, which I love the earth and I love mother nature and I love gardens, but I don't like gardening and that's okay. And so it just like, it cycled back this story for me about shoulds and like, I sh I'm supposed to, I'm not a, I'm not a goddess woman of the earth if I don't like gardening. Like, <laughs> and so it was really interesting. So it's been super present for me in lots of ways. Um, I love the idea of gardening, but I just, I don't like bugs. I don't like getting dirty. I don't even like, like 
kneeling in the earth and like <laughs> doesn't do it for me, which is funny because I love camping and I love hiking and I love, but it's okay. And so it was a great opportunity, particularly this weekend to go like, it's okay if you don't like fashion. It's okay if you don't like cooking. It's okay if you don't like gardening. Um, honor what you do like and then appreciate, like I can still appreciate gardening, just not my own. <laughs> so I think that's my, my stance on gardening. I wanna hear why you love it because I don't know, maybe, maybe it will inspire me, but it's okay if it doesn't. Yeah, uh, it's totally okay if it doesn't. Um, and I will, I will put the disclaimer out there that as much as I love it, oftentimes I do get way in over my head and yeah. um, a little bit delusional about what I'm actually capable of doing because <laughs> actually managing a garden is an enormous amount of work and commitment <laughs> and most often results in epic failure, <laughs> uh, more so than anything else. Um, let's see, why? So the kind of gardening that I love is very like um, creative and systematic. I'm not... Um, it really feeds into some of my values about self-sufficiency and sustainability. Mm. So that's why I love gardening. It's, I, I put flowers in sometimes just because they're beautiful and it's great exercise with Aria. And um, I, don't, I don't have huge flower gardens. I like to grow food. I love to grow perennials. I love salvaging almost all of these heirloom plant from my different family members you know they've they've given me different perennials as they there some of them are extremely avid gardeners so I mean I have like plants f that were left behind in my aunt's garden who passed away and like to have these perennial plants that always come back and they're thriving now at my home it's sort of like this interesting um legacy kind of thing um and my mother's a massive gardener she has mm. the greenest thumb of any other human being that I've met um, so kind of having some of her plans and being able to share that with her, there's this multi-generational legacy thing that's happening yeah. in my family and that's super special to me. So, so no, my, my daughter has done a little bit of gardening with my mother and there's something about me being the conduit for that. That's like much more special than growing a zucchini. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's like the connection to family, um, that legacy mm. thing and that thing, there's a piece about the surprise of things coming back to life that I planted last year or the year before. And all of a sudden they're here again and they're even healthier and they're growing. And it's sort of very allegorical for the way I want my life to be. It's like mm. we do these sprints of intense cultivation and then things rest and they like freeze and die off. But then when they finally come back, there's like this huge growth and beauty and like you know when my lavender came back this year and all of my herbs popped up and you know my blueberries are all blooming and there's like hundreds and hundreds of little baby berries and it's oh. so it feels so abundant um yeah so there it's more of that for me it's like the self-sufficiency sustainability legacy um and growth piece and also, I mean, when I'm doing an act of gardening, it's very cathartic for me. Very rarely do I, um, does my brain shut down in the same way that it does when I'm like working in the yard or working in the garden. So that's, that's, it slows things way, way, way down. 
that's really awesome. I, this is another one of those episodes where I wish that the viewers could see you talking about gardening. Because <laughs> your like eyes get all sparkly and, you get <laughs> and of course your words are beautiful and um, that's amazing. That's amazing. I could listen to you talk about gardening all day long. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is pretty great actually last um last week aria and i took one of my mornings off and we actually went down to a local garden center which was phenomenal i had never actually been to this one but shout out to meadowview farms in southwick they are incredible mm. I had really good prices and it was like walking through a botanical garden it was the way that they have it all done is so beautiful and it's not just like rows of plants it's separated into like these little vignettes like here's all of our shade perennials and like here's our water plants with a beautiful waterfall and river that we've created to display them in oh. so it was really beautiful and we went and picked out a whole bunch of strawberry plants like perennial strawberries and we came home and actually created this raised strawberry bed for aria because mm -hmm. she said she wanted a strawberry garden and i was yep. like that's totally doable. And yeah. now we'll have blueberries, raspberries, and strawberries. Very excited. And they're, they're thriving. They look so cute. It's like that's this amazing. salvage-y raised bed that I made with a whole bunch of stumps from the tree that fell down. And I'll put a picture up on my Facebook. If anybody wants to see Aria's cute little strawberry garden, I love I'll put it. a picture up on my, on my Facebook. Um, yeah, but it was great. She strawberry gardens for our kids one day, one day, one year. They're bigger now so probably when they were about Aria's age yeah and I think there's still like a couple little like they come up a tiny bit but you know neither of us are really gardeners so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see you did it <laughs> oh, we've been through lots of phases of gardening but they never really stick because none of us are super into it yeah yeah oh David is not I mean he's not into it at all he's always impressed you know when I bring a basket full of you know, produce or something in from the garden. He's always like, oh, that's awesome. Wait, you grew that? Yeah, right. I'm like, yeah, you haven't noticed the, <laughs> like, the time and the amount of sweat that I put into this, you know, growing of one basket of lettuce. But <laughs> So do you grow enough produce for like your summer or do you have CSA still or? Um, I well, we actually don't have CSAs down here local enough to mm. me that it's worth it. I know. It's really, it's tragic. I that is tragic. I CSA so much. Maybe you um, need to start one. <laughs> I, well, don't say that. Don't say that, Amanda. Take that back. Take that back. You're so um, I, when you talk about gardening. I make a lot of produce. I would not say that it's, you know, the, the two years that we've been here where I've been able to make permanent garden spaces, um, have been some very, very busy, overwhelmed summers. So I haven't been able to make the quantity. I've planted what hoped to be the quantity, but then it gets away from me before harvest and everything dies because of like a beetle infestation or whatever. This brings up something that you said at the very beginning that I wanted to come back to. Um, <laughs> and I also laughed because I remembered another one of our um, motivated, like inspired moments of gardening where we planted an asparagus bed. Um, and so every year we get like six asparagus. 
hilarious. I'm actually jealous. I, I, I do not have asparagus. There's this huge asparagus bed, a ma- massive amount of time. And like, <laughs> anyway, but something you just said reminded me to swing back to the beginning where you said most often it's an epic failure mm. because you get um, over uh, excited about it or whatever. I forget how you put it. Um, Yep. But my point is, I love how passionate you can be about something and at the same time say, it fails a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so okay. entrepreneurship to me, right? Like we try a gazillion things and we get overwhelmed because we put too much on our plate and then mm. some of it works and some of it doesn't. And it's, can, some would consider it like, why would you keep going back in for more? If you fail, it's like, because it's awesome. <laughs> exactly. Because I love it. And the, yeah. Yeah, it really, it, I have thought of that many times too. You know, when I've put so much time and energy and nurturing into something and then, you know, like all of my squashes feed a groundhog in one night. And right. like, I've been watching them grow and getting so excited that they're like almost there. And then I wake up and everything is snipped off and gone. <laughs> and it's like, what? That's so unfair. I'll have to do better next time. Yes. <laughs> Lights this fire. It's, it's so interesting. But I, I guess part of it for me is that any kind of growing or any kind of these vegetable projects or any of these, you know, plants, the end is never the end. You know, it's like, yeah. it's always more seeds. It's not, it's not like this is the last and only watermelons that I will ever have like no you just plant a new one next time or you're like well crud now I've learned a lesson about that particular bug I shouldn't have taken that for granted you know so it's all a learning experience and it's never the end like death is never death in the garden world yeah I think those are such awesome life lessons um definitely to not get so attached to the thing that you grew that when it fails because a lot of times it will Mm mm-hmm it's not the end of the world. It's just like, lesson learned. <laughs> yeah, and on that note, little uh, little life hack for anybody who likes to garden, only plant what you want to eat. Because if you plant something that you don't really like, that's going to be the only thing that survives. <laughs> Tell me what you've done that with. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've actually done that with cucumbers. I'm I'm really not a huge fan of cucumbers. I like them when they're pickled. Yeah. Um, but I always, oh, I, I would always grow these cucumbers and either I would not pick them and they would get so huge and mealy that you like wouldn't even eat them even if you loved cucumbers. Yeah. So I would be like, Mwah. I'd much rather yeah. eat anything, anything else in the garden. But then it always turns out that like the one thing that thrives and does well is the thing that you don't even like to eat. So my rule of thumb, don't plant anything that everybody in your house doesn't love because that's going to be the thing that thrives and takes over. Wow, <laughs> that's super fascinating because I feel like most people I know can't get enough cucumbers. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> maybe we all should plant the thing we don't like and just give it to other people. <laughs> Ooh, well, that could that could work. Because I have yeah. I've given away cucumbers. <laughs> That's really interesting. Or like hot peppers. I've always had hot peppers oh, yeah. that go like super, super gangbusters. And then yeah. 
I would be fine with one chili pepper for the entire summer. Right. I'm not a spicy person. Like right. I could make one chili pepper last for all the salsa that I want to make all summer long. And then I've yeah. got like these bushes that are like hanging low with huge amounts of chili pepper. But it's always that way, which I think is also a good life lesson. You know, like if our life is our garden, don't plant, you know, stuff you don't like to eat. Right. Right. That's such a good life lesson. <laughs> right. <laughs> Be realistic about what you exactly. want to do. I had a gardening lesson this weekend, actually, speaking of life, life lessons. Um, most people, there's a lot of people planting lilac bushes right now, but I cut one down and it was really hard for me to cut it down because it's that peak bloom. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. I love lilacs. They smell amazing, but it really just didn't, it was done where it was. It, I needed the space. Um, it, it didn't belong there. It wasn't even growing that well, although I have a gorgeous bouquet of lilacs now from cutting it down. Mm -hmm. But the life lesson here was sometimes you have to get something really beautiful out of the way to make room for something else. Mm -hmm. It was so hard for me to cut it down because it was a beautiful plant and my daughter was not very happy with me. <laughs> oh, she loved her lilacs. <laughs> but it was, it opened up this incredible space after I did it. And I was like, sometimes you have to move something really beautiful out of the way. It's not always the weeds that we're getting rid of to make room for new things in our life. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a cool life. Lesson. That's absolutely true. I love that. I want to know what some of your favorite meals are to make from your, like, that you get really excited. Like, I'm thinking of um, one of my favorite meals to make from garden vegetables is just to, like, so simply saute. Often the onion, unless I get it from a CSA, does not come from a, someone's garden. And I namely mean my parents because <laughs> I've had a couple gardens, but <laughs> generally not me. Um, the onion often comes from the store unless it's a CSA, but mm -hmm. onion and zucchini or summer squash and tomato and just like saute it up mm -hmm. and put it over pasta. It's like one of my favorite summer, like, That's like really, right from the garden. Really close to actual ratatouille. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. It so it's like if you add an eggplant and like some bell pepper or something, you'd have ratatouille. Yeah, and I don't intentionally don't add the eggplant and bell pepper. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like some eggplant things, and I love raw pepper, but I'm not so, like, this particular dish, like, I look that forward to pick it, saute it just lightly, put it over pasta. Mm -hmm. So good. So what are some of your straight from the... Yeah, so we love tomatoes, and even Aria loves tomatoes. Like, I can't even keep a cherry tomato on a bush, because as soon as it yeah. turns remotely red, she's eating it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we love tomatoes, anything with squash. And I like summer squash and winter squash. So like I could eat zucchini every single night. And actually, interestingly, I like zucchini better than yellow squash. I mean, I know that there's yellow zucchinis, but for some reason, I just like the green ones better. Huh. But I would say actually my favorite thing to do in the garden, which just seems so simple and mundane, but um, baby Swiss chard. I, I love Swiss chard, but baby Swiss chard. And I make that's okay, my wait, wait, favorite wait. breakfast in the world. What? What? Is baby Swiss chard just slightly grown Swiss chard? Or is yes, it its exactly. own food? 
No, Swiss chard that you pick when it's still like a baby leaf, a baby tender, okay. just like baby spinach. Okay. It doesn't stop it being a baby. <laughs> it will grow into a huge Swiss chard if I let it. Okay. Um, yeah, so my, my ultimate favorite breakfast of all time is my backyard chicken egg, which we only got like seven of last year before we lost all of the chickens to a fox. Um, my backyard chicken egg fried up over baby Swiss chard greens that are like just wilted in the pan with like a little bit of ghee and my secret weapon, which is everything but the bagel seasoning from Trader oh. Joe's. Oh, I would never put that in, <gasps> in the egg. So good. And oh, on a goodness. slice of my toasted sourdough bread. So sourdough bread toasted, oh, wilted greens with the everything but the bagel and a, one fried egg on top. It is like the most unbelievably decadent and nourishing breakfast. Like, I can't wait. Now I want to go eat it. I'm starving. Just <laughs> so good. I know. But that, I know it sounds mundane, but like baby greens, like I, I harvest baby greens all. Oh, and. That's cool. I discovered this plant last year that I totally loved and I will be doing it again. It was called climbing spinach. And it's oh. a variation of a spinach like plant that tastes exactly like spinach, except the leaves are like kind of heart shaped. They're not wrinkly or they don't get long. And it actually climbs like a vine and has these gorgeous purple flowers and climbed up this trellis. And every single day I could just pick a few leaves off the bottom of the vine. And it was so beautiful. It looked more like an ornamental plant, but it was like super tasty spinach. So it was uh, definitely my discovery of the season last year. Climbing spinach. So oh, we totally and need to link to that. We will. I will. I'll put a note. So that being said, let's write up those links for everybody. Sure Do will. You have anything else on gardening that is a must say before well, we No, how much time you got? Because I could <laughs> talk about this all day. <laughs> But we've probably already gone over time. <laughs> you guys don't message me about gardening unless no. you want to. Well, feel <laughs> free to message me if you, if anybody, okay, so I'll make that my ask. What was your favorite garden discovery or your favorite garden produce that you make in your garden? Send it to me on my Facebook because I'm always looking for cool new things to add to my garden. And just so everybody knows, I'm somewhere between zone 5B and 6. What does that mean? different growing zones, like the, oh, well, <laughs> it means like what, what kinds of things will thrive with the amount of light and the cold temperatures and Maybe whatever. Maybe this is why I can't garden. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to grow a <laughs> coconut. That's really funny. <laughs> um, well, I will, I'll throw my ask out there for our listeners because one of the things I love is supporting local gardeners so getting the csa going to the farmers market like i love supporting people who love it so shout out um send me your favorite local csas wherever you're listening and i will put them in a link of all the favorite local csas cool because um or just like farm centers or whatever those kind of like support local farmer places are um because i love connecting people to that stuff and i love hooking people up with other great farmers but it's not me <laughs> okay all right Sounds good well till next time everyone go enjoy that garden or go somewhere else where you can <laughs> bye bye <laughs>